You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Live from the Reisman Recording Room, it is the final week of training camp, Tuesday, August 22nd. Big show today here, uh, running solo. And by the way, my name is Jeremy Reisman, the producer over at Pride of Detroit. But I want to get straight into it because it was a big day at Lions training camp, <clears throat> the penultimate practice, you could say. But I have to imagine after the work they put in today, tomorrow's practice going to be a significant step down, maybe even a walkthrough. Because what the Lions essentially did is something I've never really seen. I mean, it's as close to the forward field kind of scrimmage that they do, but it was live tackling the entire day, and they ran essentially an entire game. And by that, I mean literally an entire game. They took a halftime break where everyone left the field, went into the locker room, like literally went inside the building for 10 minutes and then came back out almost like it was a a real game. <clears throat> and my takeaway there is if you're hoping to see starters on Friday against the Panthers, fat chance. That's not happening. The Lions got all the work I think they wanted with those first and second team guys today. And when I say first and second team guys, it was almost exclusively first and second team guys. Uh, Nate Sudfeld did not see the field. Adrian Martinez did not see the field. Now, some of the offensive linemen, defensive linemen were second and third teams, but it was just Bridgewater and it was just Jared Goff today. So certainly a notable uh, uh, thing in terms of notes for Friday. Maybe we only see Sudfeld. Maybe we only see Martinez out there. Uh, maybe Bridgewater and, and Goff are done. I will say, though, based on Bridgewater's performance, I hope he gets some reps. Um, but we'll get to all that in a little bit. Uh, let's start with some injury uh, updates here. Not a lot of guys missing from this practice, which is good news for some of the roster bubble guys. Um, Amon Raz obviously still out with the ankle injury. Dan Campbell said today that he's great. I saw him running a bunch on the sidelines. I don't think there's any danger of him missing the opener there. Still two weeks away from that, so... All good there. <clears throat> Jamison Williams, obviously still out. Wasn't doing much on the sideline, but was out there with the team. Uh, Ifatu Melifanmu, kind of in the same boat as Amon Ra, it looked like. Um, he did have a wrap around his thigh, so maybe a quad issue, maybe a thigh issue. We'll see. But he was moving around with the trainer almost the entire practice, so it looks like he escaped a major injury. Not as good news for Savion Smith, who I did not see do anything out there. I believe I saw him in street clothes. Um but clearly not as close to returning as Iffy. And that's it. Everyone else was healthy. So we saw the return of some guys, like Maurice Alexander was back out there, which is good news for him. He's certainly in the race for, I would say, the starting kick return job. And that's exactly what he did in this practice. He was was the first guy up when it came to kick return. So injury-wise... Lines are looking a little bit healthier maybe than you, you expected, um, which is good news. Um, they're they're going to need the bodies on Friday night when they get deep into the rotation there. But what I'm going to do from now on is I'm going to run drive by drive of what happened and, and break down the big plays, who won each rep, who, you know, offense, defense, that type of thing. I will say overall it was pretty 
pretty handily favoring the defense. Um, offense had some really good drives, including, let's kick things off, the very first drive. Uh, the Lions take over and run a 13-play drive and score a touchdown that ends with a David Montgomery one-yard rushing touchdown. Um, good plays by Marvin Jones along the way. He picks up a, a third-down conversion on a wide receiver screen uh, <clears throat> early in the drive. Uh, gets another first down on, on an eight- to nine-yard gain uh, against a blitz. Um and really, I think maybe the most impressive play of the drive was a Jameer Gibbs run. A kind of stretch to the left where he just kind of like ducked under kind of some, you know, traffic in the way, turned the corner and, and got all the way down to the 13-yard line there. Um, a, a strong day from Jameer Gibbs, who had a couple big plays, and we're going to get to another one in a little bit here. But um, <clears throat> lines get a first and goal after a Jerry Jacobs pass interference, which, I mean... That's that's the Jerry Jacobs that you you, you, you live and die by by Jerry Jacobs's play, who is a tenacious player, will get you a couple pass breakups, maybe a, a game, but he's very physical in, in the way he plays. And and this is the second or third time in the past week or two that I've seen him flagged for pass interference. So that's that's just his game, and uh, most of, you'll take it honestly for most of the time. But in this case, uh, bit him in the butt. Lions take a quick the offense, I would say, takes a quick seven nothing lead uh, after hammering it in from the one-yard line, as I mentioned, from David Montgomery. The two-step in there, um, personnel notes. Actually, let me go with personnel notes with the, the first team. Um, the only notable thing really on offense is that, again, they're rotating the right guard. So first up was Halapuli Vativaitai. Next up was Graham Glasgow, and they just rotated that all day um, per drive. Defensively, nothing too interesting there. Uh, pretty much the, the same guys that we've seen out there Um all, all day, you know, you still have Derek Barnes and, and Alex Anzalone with the uh, with the first teams. Although I will say Barnes got a little nicked up early in practice, had to tape up his ankle. He did come back in there, but at from there on, it seemed like it was split between sometimes Derek Barnes was in there, sometimes Jack Campbell got some time with the one. So that's certainly notable. The twos come in, and the interesting thing is they switched everything back. Last year, or last week, the offensive line was all jumbled up. They tried to mix everything up, but Matt Nelson was back on the left side. Fetty was back on the right side. Um, <clears throat> Sorostel was back at right guard. Awashika at, at left guard where he's been, and, and Brad Cecil at center. So all that was kind of back to where it's been for most of camp. Um Interesting note on Sorstel though. A couple of these drives, we, we saw him kick out to right tackle, which I hadn't seen previously at all during training camp. And we all know he's a tackle in college, but they've been kind of moving him to – they moved him to guard day one, and it seems like he's been repping at guard since then. But maybe it's a sign of comfort level with, with Sorstel. You know, we saw them try out left guard last week. Now they're trying him out at right tackle. They're, they're just kind of expanding what he, what he can do. But let's get back into the drives. Second team offense takes over um, – I did mention, you know, not a great day from Teddy Bridgewater, but his best pass of the day came on this drive through a deep shot to uh, to Dylan Drummond for about 40 yards. It was almost like a wheel route. He beat um, Will Harris. So a big play there. Maybe the biggest offensive play of the day right there. Uh, but the, the, the drive does stall there. And maybe one of the more – I can't stop talking about Malcolm Rodriguez – because he still is really good, and I don't want people to forget about it. They threw kind of a swing pass to Craig Reynolds on a third down, and Malcolm read it to a point where he like he was right there when it was caught and just absolutely flattened him. Because, again, this was a live tackling practice, completely stifles him to stop the drive. Um, then uh, Parker Romo comes in and, and doinks a 30-yard a field goal off the uprights, no good. And let me just tell you, 
if the kicker battle wasn't decided, I think that kick alone may have decided. To be honest, I, th- I think it was already been decided. The way they talk about Patterson, the way they talk about Romo, uh, I think it's Patterson's job to lose. And Parker Romo coming out here and missing a 30-yard field goal isn't going to help. One's come back on the field. Uh, like I mentioned, Graham is now uh, on the field here. Uh, <clears throat> the uh, Not a ton doing in this drive. Uh, a couple checkdowns. Uh, a lot a lot of David Montgomery on this drive. They check him down for six, seven yards. He runs up the middle three, four yards. Um, uh, then they, they throw him a pitch, and, and Charles Harris blows it up. Um, and then on a third and five, the man of the hour, who I'm going to start saying his name quite a bit from this this point on, Brian Branch breaks up a pass for, for Khalif Raymond, sets up a fourth down, they punt it away. And the uh, the second team takes over from there. There's also going to be a lot of page flipping, so I hope that doesn't bother you. Uh, second team takes over. Uh, a decent uh, day from Craig Reynolds here, and I wonder if I missed it on the first drive, because... On the first drive, he had a run that went for about 50 yards. It ended up getting called back um, due, I think, to a holding. But it was actually offsetting penalties because Tracy Walker horse-collared him, and it was kind of scary because he looked like he may have gotten hurt on the play. But, um, okay, he, he you know, he he's very clearly RB3 in, in terms of just, you know, reps and, and where they're getting. And I'm not sure that's going to change. I know he didn't have a great preseason game, but I thought he was really good today. Um, showed a lot of speed to the outside. Um, but this drive with the with second team quickly stalls as well. Not much going on. A, a nice nice coverage by um, forty nine. Hold on. This this is the problem with going off your notes as you forget some numbers. Sterling Thomas, of course, uh, on uh, good coverage on Antoine Green. Um, yeah, and then Teddy Bridgewater's scrambles on the third long doesn't quite pick it up. Punt. First team takes over. This and th- this was the point where uh, where Jack Campbell takes over for for at the mic because um, Derek Barnes is getting his, his ankle taped. Uh, Thirty two with a run stop on a draw play. Brian Branch another big play and 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 I think this is what's so impressive about him is I could say he does anything in this game and it wouldn't surprise you. I could say he got a sack that wouldn't surprise you. I could say you I could say to you he ran up the middle and and got a. Tackle for loss. That wouldn't surprise you. I could tell you he got a pass breakup. That wouldn't surprise you. I could tell you on a deep shot, he got the interception. That wouldn't surprise you. And he basically did all of those things in this day, except for me. I don't think he got a sack, but um, another run stop for for uh, Brian Branch this early in practice. Um, and then Jared Goff on a third down throws a pass well behind Khalif Raymond. Punt. Another punt. The defense is starting to take over here. Um, worth noting, I guess, on the on the punt returns, obviously it's Khalif uh, with the ones. Antoine Green was getting the second team punt return reps. And in terms of your gunners, and this is maybe worth noting, it's Starling Thomas and it's Khalil Dorsey. Khalil Dorsey, and I think I'm going to write an article on this later in the week, in terms of sleeper guys that no one has been talking about that might sneak onto the roster, Khalil Dorsey is in on just about every phase of special teams. And I know he hasn't been sticking out too much in terms of his defense. He's a small corner. He's at 5'8". But he's a guy that I think they value a lot on special teams. So, I mean, maybe he's fighting for a practice squad and that's what's going to keep him around. But just just a name to keep out there. And, and, you know, if he makes the roster and everyone's like, who who could have guessed that? Just just remember this podcast. Uh, All right. Two's takeover. Uh, It lasts a single play, I believe. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater throws a... Very poorly read 
pass that goes directly to Brandon Joseph, the rookie out of Notre Dame, rookie safety out of Notre Dame. He was in the right place, right time. Um, good coverage by him, but um, Bridgewater just forced a deep shot. Um, kind of two crossing routes over the middle, and and I think Brandon Joseph played it perfectly. Bridgewater maybe expected him to follow the other receiver. Uh, just an easy pick for him, though. Um, not not the greatest stay for Teddy, as I as I said before. But one's take back over uh, around midfield, I believe. Um, immediately, the drive goes awry because Aiden Hutchinson gets a sack because Sam Laporta was blocking him, and it was not a successful block. So they end up checking down to Laporta on, on third and long. They don't get it. Um, and then they go for it. So fourth and eight, they go for it um, right around the opponent's 40, 45-yard line. So it is kind of a, 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 semi, a semi-realistic opportunity to go for it. You either try a, a 60-ish yard field goal or you punt, which I hate punting at this side of the field, um, or you go for it on fourth and eight. Um, and uh, it, the, he basically threw a jump ball to Marvin Jones and I couldn't tell for sure, but it sure looked like Cam Sutton got a finger on it, um, and 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 that was enough to break it up. And Marvin still almost came down with it, but uh, I would say that's a good play from from Cam Sutton. Um, so then the twos take over right around midfield. Um, this is when Torslow was starting to take over at right tackle. Quick three and out. Um, actually, that's not quite true. Uh, Two, uh, an ineffective run. They dump it to Craig Reynolds for to get into a third and short. Um, but then Jalen Reeves-Maben, who I continue to say looks decent as a defender, just absolutely disrupts a running play tackle for loss, just shoots out of a cannon, which is, I think, what he's best at, is when you kind of let him run downhill, when you send him on a run blitz, he's very, very good at that. Forces a fourth and one or fourth and short. Uh, lines run a fake punt. Now, I can't tell you anything about the fake punt, but I will tell you it was wildly successful for about 30 yards, which meant the offense takes over, the first string offense takes over, and the way they set it up, about 50 seconds left in the first half, they're on the opponent's 25-yard line. All was a two-play drive here. Uh, A quick out to Sam Laporta, which is, I don't feel like Sam Laporta has caught a pass in practice that hasn't been within the first 10 yards of the line of scrimmage, but hey, that's what tight ends do. That's what he's good at right now. And so he gets out of bounds, stops the clock. Next play is a stretch run to Jameer Gibbs, 24-yard touchdown. Almost untouched, but he shook. Only reason I would say almost untouched is because there were guys in position to tackle him, and he shook them all. Uh, a very impressive run by him. Again, very good day from him. Uh, and then we get a Riley Patterson extra point is good. Then they go into halftime. That's They literally go inside the building. They come out 10 minutes later. We're just kind of twiddling our thumbs, kind of wishing there were Frisbee dogs or something to entertain us. But no, no luck. Um, they come out, and in true Dan Campbell, fanbl- f- true Dan Campbell fashion, uh, onside kick right away. Uh, does not get recovered. Good job by... Uh, uh, James Mitchell uh, to recover it for the receiving team. So then the ones come out short field, obviously, because the the missed uh, onside kick attempt um, dumps it off to again Sam Laporta short yardage gain that gets him a first down. A quick slant to Marvin Jones gets him another first down. Again, they open up with a another long successful drive, but they do struggle in the red zone here. Um, Aiden Hutchinson with a I, almost a tackle free, also a, a, a one yard gain. Uh, pressure gets to to Jared Goff on the next down, or so they throw it away there in a, a third and goal. I would say from the tennis yard line, um, they they try to hit Sam Laporta on and out. He stumbles. Good coverage by uh, Kirby Joseph, and they kick a twenty eight yard field goal, which is good by Romo. 
Uh, all right, then the twos, and this is where the three start start to get mixed in a little bit. It's still Teddy Bridgewater, as I said, but some of the second and third defensive lines are in on there. Um, not too much of a successful drive. I'm trying to look if there's any real standout plays there. Uh, they did get Gilmore with a, a pass interference on a play, so they kept the drive alive a couple more plays. Um, I, I, th- I thought, here's the thing about Romeo Quara. I want to talk about Romeo Quara for a second because he looks a little slow out there, but he gives a lot of effort. He's so strong. And on this other play, there's a play action boot, and he holds the edge quite well that that allows that that fails that makes it so Teddy Bridgewater can't get out of the pocket. Um, and then he throws it, and and a lot of offensive or defensive linemen would be like, oh, I almost got the sack." He turns around and books it and, and gets the guy from behind eventually. Um, just kind of big hustle play. The effort is there. I just feel like some of the athletic skills are. are or maybe sliding by the wayside with him. I still think he makes the roster, but um, it's just he's an interesting case because there is a small chance I think they move on from him, but the effort is there, the strength is there. Uh, I just the athleticism is not there. Um, that drive ends after Bridgewater overthrows an open Dylan Drummond. Uh, they punt. First team back out there. Um, interesting enough, you get a little bit of Levi Onzerike with the ones there, and I think that's that's just like you're you're into the second half here. We need a little bit of rotation on the defensive line, but immediately comes in and gets a run stop on on Jameer Gibbs, which is good to see because I thought he kind of took a step back in the preseason game. Um, they get down into. I mean, this is just a four play drive here um, because they get a third and short here, and um, first we we get a drop from. Uh, I don't know why I always forget this guy's name. Uh, from from Brock Wright, um, pretty good coverage by Jerry Jacobs on the play. Uh, they decide to go for it on fourth and short, and Jameer Gibbs gets absolutely stopped. And so another turnover on downs here again. Defense strong day overall. Um, twos they get the short field because this was going for it on deep in their own field. Um, because at this point the defense they they they're keeping score. It's a really weird score, but the defense is up handily at this point, which is why they went for it. Um, second team offense can't do anything either. Uh, another good tackle for loss for Jalen Reeves, maybe on on this on a third down, a third and short. Um, Patterson kicks a 34-yard field goal um, after the three and out. And so last page here as we enter essentially what is the fourth quarter here. Uh, the ones take over at their own 20-yard line, um, a very short drive, a two-play drive in which Jameer Gibbs was the um, target here. They throw a, a wheel, not not a wheel, a screen kind of swing pass to, to Jameer Gibbs. He slips, um, so it falls incomplete. The next play, they go right back to him. He's lined up out wide. Derek Barnes is lined up out, you know, over him, runs a deep route. Barnes is chugging along. It's hard to tell how... I feel like he had a step or two on Barnes. It's hard to tell because we were in the opposite end zone. They were running away from us. Um, but Barnes, you know, is close enough to where when the ball is thrown, Jameer Gibbs is trying to jump over him to catch the pass. Barnes maybe gets a hand on it. Not sure. Deflects off of Jameer Gibbs' hands. Falls right into C.J. Gardner-Johnson's hands for an interception. Um, and then second team takes over, and this is another big run by Craig Reynolds. I would say about 35 yards to the outside. Again, more speed than you'd think. Throws a nice stiff arm on his way there uh, and eventually leads to a touchdown. Um, a nice play action pl- pass. Um, wide open uh, Antoine Green for about a, I would say like a five yard touchdown pass. But I believe that might be the only touchdown the second team offense scored all day. Romo with the extra point is good. 
Uh, and then Brian Branch starts to take over again. Uh, they try a quick screen to uh, Craig, not Josh Reynolds, blows it up completely, just absolutely sheds in a, a block attempt by Marvin Jones that didn't slow him down an inch. Um, and then they try it a couple plays later, or maybe it's the next, no, they try it at the end of practice. No. No, they, they do it again. They do it again on a fourth and ten, which I hate. First of all, I hate the play call, but um, fourth and ten, again, the offense is playing away from behind, so it's desperation mode. They throw out, throw another quick kind of quarterback screen, running back, wide receiver screen, bubble screen, uh, to Josh Reynolds again, and this time it's Jack Campbell who absolutely blows it up before it even comes close to converting. That drive is dead. Two's takeover. Immediately get a tackle for loss from, excuse me, um, from Josh Pascal, who again, I think like quietly having a really, really strong camp. I think you're going to see a lot of him during the regular season. He's not going to be out there with the first teamers, but once you get deep into the rotation, I think Josh Reynolds, I'm sorry, I think uh, Josh Pascal uh, is going to get some playing time. Uh, at some point, Jamar limped off at this point. Um, I don't know if he came back in or not. This was pretty late in practice. Um, John, John Kaminsky, who all preseason has showed us he does not belong with the second team. Once again, showed why he doesn't belong with the second team. Just absolutely blows up the center. Immediate pressure forces an incomplete pass. Punt! Um, oh, and and while I, I mentioned Khalil Dorsey earlier in practice for his special teams, he made the special teams play of the day, which is pinning a punt at the three-yard line. A, 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 you know, a punt that bounced. It was clearly going to bounce in the end zone. He kind of one-hands it back into the field to play, gets uh, downed at the three, and so the ones take over from there. Uh, I believe this is the final drive of the uh, of the practice. They start at their own three-yard line. Immediately, David Montgomery breaks out a 30-yard run right behind Graham Glasgow, Incredibly well-blocked play and and great vision by David Montgomery, who bounces then kind of to the left once he gets to the second level, throws a stiff arm into C.J. Gardner-Johnson, turns it upfield for, like I said, about 30, 35 yards. Um, big play, but it would not last long because Brian Branch gets a tackle for loss on a run play two plays later. And then, again, kind of a desperation play. You're, you're third and long here. They go deep to Khalif Raymond and Brian Branch. Ends practice with a an interception that was, to be fair, directly thrown at him, um, but just right place, always in the right place, good coverage. I I have Brian Branch with like five game changing plays, not just five plays, five game changing plays, which is why I tweeted out after practice. He's uh, honestly in the conversation for best defensive player on the team, and I know that sounds like hyperbole for a guy that's never played an NFL game, um, but man. It's hard not to get really excited about that guy. So overall thoughts on practice. Um, I mentioned the special team stuff. I, I do think this is Riley Patterson's job to lose. Um, I do think you, you have to come away with this game feeling pretty good about the defense overall. Um, maybe a little bit worried about the the pass offense in particular, um, but they were missing Amon. They were missing a, a very key piece of the puzzle there. And so you don't want to read too much into it, but... There are questions I would say about you know who is going to step up in those instances, and Khalif has been a guy that's done that in the past. Marvin had an okay day, I would say, um, but like a guy like Josh Reynolds has been kind of quiet all camp, and and I, I would say the the hype on Sam Laporte has died down a little bit because he feels like he's a little bit more comfortable in the short yardage stuff, and so every time he catches the ball to four or five yards, it's not making you know big notes in my notebook. You need those guys, um, but I think maybe those who are hoping he might be a, a bigger downfield threat. We haven't really seen that much 
in practice yet. The run game, though, I would say was much better than I've seen in a long time and very promising. You know, we mentioned that a guy like David Montgomery needs live tackling to really show off what he's good at. And today was a great example because he stiff armed guys, because he trucked guys, because I feel like every time he was getting tackled, he was falling forward and getting another two or three yards. And that's that's exactly what they were hoping when they, you know, quote unquote, upgraded from Jamal Williams to David Montgomery. So I thought it was a strong day for him. We had a couple big plays from Jameer Gibbs on the ground, um, which is certainly noticeable because I feel like most of the big plays he's made so far is through the air. And then defensively, I think it's just kind of more of the same. There wasn't anything um, hugely different in this practice than, than what we've seen throughout all of training camp, which is, you know, Aiden Hutchinson still, Aiden Hutchinson still looks strong. The run defense up and down. Secondary looks much improved and competitive. And overall, they're ahead of the, the offense, and we're at the end of training camp here. So you have to feel good about maybe where this defense is at and, and what that might mean for the regular season. Maybe, just maybe, this is a defense that that is top 15 in the league that is going to take a big leap from 28 or 29 or whatever it was last year, or whatever metric you want to look at. Um, you have to feel decently good. I, I will mention that there were some nicks and bruises in the, this practice that you're going to have to keep an eye on. The very last play of the day, C.J. Gardner-Johnson was, was down with something, but by the time the media came over and was talking to all the players on the field, he was bouncing around. He was being all smiley, you know, hiding in the back of, you know, cameras while while someone else was getting interviewed. So I don't think there's anything to worry there, but maybe just something to kind of file back in the back of your head. Levi at some point came out with, they're working on his arms. Um, but overall, I think he's fine. I think he may have even came back in the game. I had mentioned Derek Barnes uh, got his ankle tape, but he came back in the game as well, but maybe on a limited fashion. So all those things are things to kind of look forward to. Um, but I think we're going to close things out there. Maybe do a podcast tomorrow, depending on how hard they go in practice, because they went so long in this practice. I have to imagine they're going to ramp it down quite a bit. So if it's a walkthrough, you won't hear from me on Wednesday. If 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 they go hard again, I'll be right back here. But if you want more information from this practice, I know I talked about a lot, and I talked a lot, but I'm going to have even more on the website over at PrideDetroit.com. So make sure you head over there right after you listen to this to look for my observations and more news from, what is it, Tuesday's practice? Um, but thank you all for listening. Again, if you if you like what you hear, if you like what we do here on Pride of Detroit, make sure to leave a review, leave a rating, wherever you can support us. We very much appreciate it. But until then, I'll see you guys later. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts.